knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. Welcome to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. On this podcast, we'll be talking about life and kayak fishing. Every week, we'll have a special guest, whether it's a tournament angler, a content creator, or just a regular guy or girl who just loves to go kayak fishing. So grab a cold beer, sit back, and enjoy the show. Bass Kayak and Beers is sponsored in part by Douglas Rod. Go to douglasoutdoors.com to check out their full lineup and locate your nearest authorized dealer. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Bass Kayak and Beers segment on the Paddle and Fin Network. We got Steven Lebrec, winner of the Cats Tournament in January, the first in 2021 here in Texas. So, Steven, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? Pretty good. Yourself? Pretty good, man. Thank you, good. first of all, for taking the time in your evening to uh, come and join us and talk about your big win, first of all, and congratulations as well. How's it feel? It feels good. It's a long time coming. It took five years to do it, but finally here, and I appreciate you having me on the show. No problem, man. Is this your first win in the Cats tournament we were talking about, right? Yeah, first first win in Cats. Um, had a couple of second-place finishes and, uh, you know, a big bass finish, but that first place was just hanging over me for the last five years. So Five years. Is the Cats tournament the only tournament you're doing, Steven? Yeah, I do some random ones, other, you know, like, uh, you know, KBFs, if they come around in town, um, you know, you know, some of the other local guys, we do, you know, Thursday nighters, um, but Cats is usually my main focus. Yeah, I think it's got to be the biggest tournament here in Texas right now. I think it was, what, 103 anglers? Um, yeah, 100 the first one? Yeah, 105. 105 and that was just the first one so i'm sure it's going to keep growing but yeah cats tournament is probably the longest running tournament here in texas and probably the biggest one um out here in texas i have to assume of the local trails it has to be yeah. the biggest one i can't see any anybody else putting up more than 100 anglers in a tournament and it was just the first one i'm sure yeah. you know in a few months it'll be 120 god yeah. knows how much yeah so cool, man. So big win for you. Congratulations again. But Stephen, before we got get into the um the tournament and how you won and what worked and you know all the struggles, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do for a living and all that good stuff? Yeah, so I'm I'm originally from uh actually Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh moved to Texas about six years ago. Um, was a big fisherman back home. 
did a lot of ocean fishing uh, for Mathis Vandiade. Um, did some, uh, you know, freshwater stuff. But when I moved to Texas, I was really looking into this kayak tournament scene because it was it was blowing up in, back home in Massachusetts, but not as fast as Texas already had it. So when I when I was moving here, I, I was pretty excited to uh, to get my first kayak and, and start uh, competing in cats. Um, a little bit more about myself uh, right now for what I do for a living is I, uh, I work for wasteplace.com. Um, online marketplace for trash and recycling. We can get multiple bids, uh, including a software um, where you can manage your trash and recycling. So that's uh, that's what I do for work every day. So I could go fishing, uh, make make money to be able to buy the baits and, and the you know the launch fees. So yeah, definitely. Do you live close to Austin, Texas, where usually or Central Texas, where the cats tournaments usually run? Yeah. So um, I actually just moved to San Marcos, Texas. Okay. Um, just, just built a house there, uh, last year here. So pretty close, pretty close to all the events. Um, before that I was living in, uh, downtown Austin. Nice. Nice. Austin is a nice place. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. And San Marcos too. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's a little quieter, which I, I like, you know, I, I had my fun in, in Austin and, uh, San Marcos is, is pretty quiet. So it's nice. So you were mentioning you're from, uh, Massachusetts, new, uh, Patriots fan. Yes. So last night was was very dis well, yes, very happy, very happy. But at the same time, I, I was I was pretty upset with uh, the the Patriots organization at that point. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah, it's got to be a bittersweet moment. I mean, it it's you know it's favorite player. I'm assuming. Oh yeah, greatest I, of I, all time. I I, I tell you, you know, how much money I've spent on jerseys with Tom Brady. It's incredible, and when when he left, I, I pretty much was like, oh, "What am I gonna do with all this stuff?" <laughs> oh well, you still keep it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm a, he's, yeah, he's, he's he's done well for us, so uh, we're, we're I'm definitely happy to see him do it because he is the greatest of all time. But I, I'll take him back if Tampa doesn't want him. Oh, definitely, now nah, they'll want him. <laughs> but it's you know, it's one of those things where it's. Either you love him or you hate him. That like I don't think there's any middle ground for NFL fans. You either love Tom Brady, you hate him. But yes. one thing is you gotta recognize his greatness. And I mean, going through Breeze, um, Rogers, and then Mahomes to win it. That I mean, that's probably one of the greatest runs in yeah. Super Bowl history. Just knocking those three out to win the championship or it's the amazing. Super Bowl. I'm saying, yeah. He's he's running out of fingers. That's that's all I gotta say. He's Definitely. gonna have to he's gonna have to start putting him on his toes. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna tie another great uh, Boston, Massachusetts athlete, um, Bill Russell, eleven rings, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh he's on he's on the path. He's, he says he's playing until he's forty five. So we'll, we'll see. I don't. I, I I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays more than that. But anyways. Right. Going back to kayak fishing, um, first win in the cast tournament, you did I'm gonna look up the the stats here. You got 98.25, 98 and a quarter. Second place was 97 and a quarter. Take me through that tournament, man. How was it from beginning to end? You know, were you was it easy getting those first bites? Did you struggle? How was it? Yeah, it was, you know, I, I went out like a few weeks prior to pre-fish, you know, Decker. Decker's my home lake. I've always fished that lake. Never had good success in tournaments, but um, definitely my home lake. So I went out, went out to my spots and, and like I caught five fish, but I was not, 
not happy with my practice at all. Um, they were all, they were scattered around, they were biting on different things. Um, so I had, I had a very small limit during practice. So I was, so come tournament day, you know, of course I woke up and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go back to my main spot where I always go on Decker Lake. You know, um, it's always been good to me. Uh, so I, I went back there, not in good hopes of, you know, even catching a limit at that point. So, uh, you know, I get to the spot, pretty much caught my first three fish before 8.39. Um, it was that quick. The bite was on. Um, then, it, then it kind of died on me, you know, after the first fish and I, you know, the first fish I got DQ'd. Um, a little bit behind that was the pictures was a, a little too dark for, for uh, Caden to see. Um, so I, I got one DQ'd um, right off the bat. So I had to work extra hard to get another good size fish. Um, so got, I had three right off the bat in the beginning in the morning and then it died on me. I, I couldn't, I couldn't get bit for anything. So moved around a little bit up and down the, you know, there's one section of the bank that I, I felt pretty comfortable with. And, you know, I busted out the rest of my fish after that, you know, a couple twenties, you know, we had a 21. Um, and then I caught, I think it was a, a nine, I don't know, a 20 and a half. And I got a uh, one inch deduction because the mouth was open a little bit. So that, that hurt me as well. So I made a, I made a few mistakes and I can't believe I came out on top. Yeah. That's crazy. When you think about if you were to look forward and said, Hey, I'm going to get one, the first fish DQ'd and then one's going to have a half inch deducted. You were probably thinking that's not going to be my day to day, but it yeah. turned out pretty well. I mean, uh, Aside from everything that happened, how big was the first one you got DQ'd? Uh, the first one was, uh, I think, a little bit over 19 inches. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a big, you know, fat fish, but he had length too. So um, that was a little discouraging uh, to say the least. But you know, I bounced back and I just, you know, just stuck to my game plan. And uh, as the day went, you know, as soon as like lunchtime, they started eating again, and I, I busted out a couple more 20s and. And that, that's what saved me. So when, when did you find out that 19, the first, the one that you got DQ'd, when did you find out it was, it got DQ'd? Yeah, right away. Oh. <laughs> um, so I had my photo and I, I knew it was questionable because of the lighting and, and all that. And Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So, but I didn't take more pictures and I already let the fish back, you know, go back in the water. So, um, so it, the nice thing about 20X, you know, it po pops right up in your phone. It says your catch was not submitted. You know, it wasn't accepted. And I just nodded my head and I said, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> going back fishing. Thank God it's early. And how, how hard was it like psychologically for you saying like, man, I got a, a 19 plus first bite and now it's got, how did you get back on the game when you go through that? That was terrible. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> Because it's all during pre-fish, and I, I couldn't figure it out. Um, and then when you you know you get that fish, you're like, okay, okay, like this could be a good day. And then it gets DQ'd, and you're like, oh no, like <laughs> you know, like I got to do this over again. So you know, 
I was, you know, upset at first, but, and then, you know, I just went back to doing what I was doing and just fished hard. I was looking at the attorney X now that you were mentioning that and your smallest was 17 and a half. So that night, let's say it was 19. That would have put you at a hundred inches. You still yeah. won, but does it still bother you? This says, man, I could have gotten the triple digits if I, yeah. that would have counted. Does that still bother you even though you won? It, it, it does. You know, and I was telling my girlfriend about that too. I was just like, I honestly could have been at like 102 or 101.75. You know, I honestly could be over the hundreds if I didn't make those mistakes. Thankfully, it didn't cost you any money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, and but, it, it was it was tough because we, of course you know Decker Lake they opened it up to Lady Bird and Austin Lake Austin, so I knew there was guys on Lady Bird Lake, and I'm like, any given day on that lake you could walk out with 104, 105 easy. So yeah. I knew I had to make up some ground to be able to try to compete with these guys. When was the last fish that you caught that got submitted? Like, how long did it take you from the not well the first one got dq'd but the first one submitted to the last one submitted how long yeah, did so, it take uh for the last fish to get get uh uploaded to Tour tourney x yeah they counted you know not anything they got called or didn't make it because i'm assuming you got other ones afterward but from your first five to get to your to get to your limit even though even if something got cold but to get to your limit how long did it took you uh i had my limit Probably right around 11, 10 or 11. Okay, and the tournament started at 6.30, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I had four fish pretty early. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did, and then the, did you the get... final fish took, took another two hours to get. <laughs> Once you got your five fish, anything else that you got upgraded after that? Yeah, I upgraded quite a few times, um, especially right after lunchtime. It, it started picking up again for me, and I, I knocked two, two low scores right off with a couple 20s. Nice, nice. And your biggest one, I'm going to check right here. Because I, it's 21. 21. You got two 21s, 119 and a quarter, 119, and that's 17 and a half. Which one was the one that deducted, got deducted uh, half an inch? The 19. Oh, man. Yeah, it was a funny, funny story. Like, and I thought I had a pushed up against the board. And from the picture, I was like, you know, I got it. Um, and then, uh, I, I got a, a thing back saying it wasn't accepted uh, or you got deducted uh, an inch. So I reached out to Kate and the tournament director and I said, Hey, so what's wrong with the photo? I don't understand. The mouth's not open. And he's like, no, if you zoom in, it, it is slightly open. And I, I, I zoomed in and I went, ah, he's right. <laughs> so Damn. that's yeah. a hard one. Cause if you have to zoom in to check if it's open, it's like, come oh, on, it's almost close. Right. Yeah. But, but I mean, the know, rules are the rules. Yeah. Yeah, and Caden's very fair. Um, he, if he does one thing with one person, he's going to yeah. do it all across the board, and, and I respect that. So, yeah, that's that's hard to swallow, though. And I, and like I said, I understand uh, the tournament director. No knock on him because that's the rules, and he has to go by, and it has to be fair, like you said. But that it's got to hurt, just you know, because you know that mouth opened. If if they had to zoom in, it was like, if anything, it would have give you like maybe a couple of millimeters longer. Maybe. Like yeah. it, it wasn't a half inch, no. you know, but that's no. the rules. Though. Yeah. Rules are the rules. And, you know, and I was, when I looked at the leaderboard, I was at 99 and I think 0.75 after that fish. And 
And then all of a sudden I come back down and I'm like, I had like a two inch lead and I'm like, okay, I feel comfortable with that right now. You know, see if I can upgrade a little bit. And then he deducted that point and went back down to 90. I'm like, no, there's only one inch right now. Did, was there any back and forth between you and second or anybody that uh, third place or were, were you leading from the get go? Do you usually keep eye tabs on, on the board as you go along the day to see where everybody's at? Yeah, I do. Um, just because it kind of lights a fire under me, um, especially if I'm in the top 20 or top 10. Um, I, I always take a, you know, a glance every few hours just to see how hard I need to push, you know, and to make changes, you know, like, okay, this ain't working for me here. Um, you know, I need to make a change to be able to have a shot at this. Nice. Yeah. I know there's different points of view on it. If you want to like look at it, although, although say others say, no, I'd rather not look at it and keep fishing hard. But I think it's an interesting point because it'll kind of gives you, To me, my opinion, and I'm not the most experienced on the tournament, but if I'm like in second and second place and I'm like, okay, the uh, the person ahead of me has two, three or four inches ahead of me, then I may change my approach. May I may go big or go home in the sense that like, well, I mean, let, let me let me go with a big swim bait. Maybe, maybe I catch a, a 20 plus and put myself uh, ahead of, of the pace, whether – Or you can look at it and, and see like who's behind you and play it safe. It's like, no, let me let me keep where I am. You know, there's different aspects and different approaches to it. There's no guarantee on either one. But yeah. I know a lot of anglers that like to use that information and adjust or readjust their game plan accordingly if they're whether they're leading or trailing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. That's that's how I kind of play it. You know, like back, uh, I think it was a year, a year or two ago. Uh, we had a, a roadrunner event and I was on Lake uh, LBJ and I kind of had that philosophy. You know, I was, I was killing them. You know, I was all, all at a hundred inches. I was like, this is, I'm going to be in the money. So I pulled out a, a giant worm and I just started hucking that around and I was landing. I was at 104 by the time I went to check-in. Went wow. to check-in. Of, of, of course, Joseph Sanderson edged me out with, <laughs> with a massive bag himself, but Um, yeah, you kind of use Tony X kind of to help you figure out a game plan. So you had 104 and Sanders had how much did Sanders get? I think, I think he had like 106. Like he had, mo he had monsters all over the board and I, I'm not joking. I'm driving back from LBJ to go to Oscar Blues Brewery for the, for the ceremony here. And I'm like, there's no way, there's no way someone has a bigger bag than me this time. And I get there. And, oh, yeah. Good old Joseph. <laughs> Damn. How hard was that for you to find out I didn't – I have 104 inches I didn't win? I, I, I honestly hate that second-place trophy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing. You should be proud of it because is, yeah. is that your biggest bass? I mean, your biggest bass, your biggest bag ever? Yes, by far. Yep. And it only it was, got it was, it was probably the best day of fishing I've had why I've been here in Texas. Wow. How's the, before I get into more details about the tournament, since you brought that up, let me ask you, I mean, I guess it's obvious the difference, but I mean, you know, let's entertain the conversation. What's the biggest difference for you other than the weather? Um, fishing Massachusetts from fishing Texas, as far as, your approach and your baits and your, you know, 
how you fish it how what's the biggest difference do you think yeah um well definitely fish size uh totally different you know a five pounder back home is is a monster um you know we do have some big fish but five pounds is, is a decent decent fish um and then pretty much the people fishing you know people here in texas they take fishing seriously. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, they love it. And especially in the cats tournament or any tournament I've been to there's always been guys that they're just sticks and they take it very seriously. You know, my first year on cats, I got smoked. Like I barely finished in the top 30, like the entire season. Um, just Texas, they, they take pride in, in their fishing and, and they're very competitive. They are. And when you look at, for example, I was talking to JR. I have to ask him how to pronounce his last name. JR Maccabi. Huh. But anyways, he finished ninth and he had like 91 inches. And I'm like, how does it feel? I mean, you get 91 inches and you barely made the top 10. That's to me, that's crazy. Just yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is. It's, you know, sometimes like you think you're having a great day and you got to remember too, with, with turning X, sometimes these guys upload their, their fish late in the day, you know? So all of a sudden you're like, I'm in third, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. And then all of a sudden you have, you know, a Ryan Herzog come up and then post, post a huge number. And now you're down to 10. And it's like, how did that happen so fast? <laughs> At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Yeah, no, there's no thing as a show win here in Texas. Even the Cats, not the Cats tournament, I'm sorry. Uh, TKC, Texas Kayak Championship. I mean, they went, um, what was it? I uh, forgot the names. Molly and Eric Taylor. Taylor. Yes, that that was amazing. I, 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 wanted to fish, I wanted to fish that tournament. I, I couldn't, but um, I was watching the leaderboard all day, and I'm like. I, I know, right? I was watching it. I hardly ever kind of like get caught up in watching the tournaments, you know, on Tourney X. Um, but I was like, ah, let me see. It's the TKC. It's the first one, you know. And I was just impressed just from the get-go. It's like those guys were just duking it out. felt like, I don't know, Evander Holyfield, Mike yeah. Tyson. You know, it was yeah. just like trading blows, just going – you know, at one point you're like, okay, Molly has this. I mean, he's up to a hundred and something. And all of a sudden, I, he, the other, I keep forgetting the name. Um, Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. Thank you. Taylor just leapfrogging, goes. It went, I think Taylor ended up with what, 106? No, and 100, 104 and some change, I believe. Unless the last time I checked it. Yeah. But with Fayette, too, like, you don't see – well, I have never seen those numbers fishing Fayette with cats or anything else. That's a big bag. Oh, that is – that was, like – it was just exciting to watch those two guys just go head-to-head. Head. Let me see if I can find it real quick. All we needed was some cameras out there, and I would have cracked open a beer and just sat back and watched that. <laughs> This is how crazy it was. Derek Taylor ended up with 104 inches, 
Brandon Malley ended up with 103 in and a half. That's a battle. That is a battle. <laughs> that is. And if you and if you watched it throughout the day, they were neck and neck. Like yes. they were up the whole time. You would see Derek Taylor all of a sudden bump up the first with a huge catch. Yep. And then all of a sudden he caught another one. And I'm just like, this is nice. <laughs> and no, it was it was crazy. Um, it was good to watch and congratulations that. to Chris Morales and everybody involved. I forgot the name of the other gentlemen's involved in it, so I apologize. Yeah, but 100%. I mean, that's their first tournament, and you couldn't ask for a better opening day than that. No, that was not just at all. amazing. And it's big money, you know. It's a it's a higher pay paying, you know. So you you're walking away with some bigger checks, and and the guys running it, they're they're great guys. So it, it should kick off pretty well. Yeah, a lot of experience as tournament directors and uh, also competitors. So, yes. but anyways, let's talk about your big win. How did um, what worked for you? What what were you targeting as far as points or you know geographically? What were you targeting? And you know, if you want to talk about what baits you were using, I know a lot of anglers kind of want to keep little things to themselves about that. So I want to respect that. But tell us as far as you want. What 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 areas were you targeting, and um, and what baits were you using that worked? Yeah, so um, it was different in pre fishing. You know, like I said, it's just it wasn't the same on tournament day um, as it was pre fishing. So I went to a strip where there was a lot of deep water, and it came up to you know good you know five six feet, and then it dropped right off to 20, 30 feet of water. Um, a big long strip that I'm used to fishing. And, and the fish weren't all in the same spot, you know, like sometimes I can, I can catch them in that specific area uh, and catch a limit. Um, but they just, they were scattered. Um, I had to work my way up and down the bank, um, to try to find those fish. Um, pretty much, you know, I, I used one technique the whole day. Um, didn't work in practice, but it worked tournament day. And it plain and simple is a Texas rig with a weight. That's it. Um, you know, I caught, I did catch them on a spinner bait in practice. Um, I caught them on a couple creature baits um, over by the dam. Um, but no, like, like I said, not good numbers. Um, but that that certain Texas rig uh, that I use, it was it was lights out after after that. Nice. What um, what size weight were you using? I think it was only like a quarter ounce. Quarter ounce. So you were basically pretty much at about five feet depth. Were you catching them or deeper? Uh, I was I was about 10 to 15. Okay, 10 to 10 15. 15. Yeah, 10 to 15. I, I wasn't getting bit up by the reeds at all. Um, so I kind of moved out past the grass line that I saw and just worked up all the way down that bank. You know, it was probably, you know, a few miles long, you know, and I just kept searching, searching, searching. And I'd catch them randomly all down that, that whole bank. Yeah, so you were really working it like finesse because if you're going like 15 deep with a quarter ounce, you were just like casting it out there and just let it float it down and just work it slowly, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, no, it was a pretty steady retrieve. Pretty steady retrieve, um, kind of like you're, you're, you're using a, uh, a spitterbait or something like that. Um, this type of worm that I do, can't tell you the exact name, um, no, but it's okay. this, type of worm, this type of worm that I use is really works well with a steady retrieve. Nice. Were you just letting it, um, when you say retrieval, was it like swimming it or just crawling it on the bottom? Yep. Just, just, just swimming it, popping it and then just never stopping. Um, when I, when I stopped, I never got bit. Interesting. Cool, man. 
That's awesome. So that was pretty much what where you used the whole tournament. I mean, as far as what got you those five fish, the same technique. Yeah, all fish came off that that bait. Um, after the first three fish, I, I wasn't putting it down. Um, as soon as the sun came out later on in the day, though, I was toast. I couldn't I couldn't land anything. Um, for some reason, people on the tournament series they were, they were saying they it lit up for them, um, but for me it didn't. What were the water temperatures at? I think we were right around like 56, 57, but Decker's Decker's a pretty warm lake, you know, because yeah. of uh, that outcharge area there. So yeah, 57, 56, that's that's a good temperature as far as fishing right now. Up up here in North Texas, it's I can't find a spot that's more than maybe 51 or 52. So the bite over here has gotten really tough over the last week. I just went fishing today because we're expecting to get blasted by that. Um, Arctic freeze that's coming in. Arctic freeze, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm assuming you're really glad you're not in Massachusetts right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I am. I, I'm sick of the snow. Um, unfortunately, I got to go back in a few weeks, but you know, that's, that's part of having family back home, I guess, so. But you doing just vacation, or you just move? You're not moving back, are you? No, no, not moving back. Just going up to see see family. I haven't seen them in a while since COVID. Um, so definitely want to just pop up there and say hi. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but hopefully by then that that whole Arctic blast is gonna be done with. Yeah, it be yeah. done in about two weeks or something. Yeah, I was looking at it on the on the weather, and uh, we're gonna get hit a little bit down here too. But yeah, not, I'm sure not as bad as you guys. Oh. I'm sure not as not half as bad as you guys up there in, in, in northeast or north in general. So how how's your experience fishing here in Texas? Like we mentioned the differences, but for you, like is it like a wow factor when you realize how big of fish you're catching here compared to what you were doing in Massachusetts? Does that ever get old? Do you ever get used to it or you still have those like, man, this is amazing? Yeah, no, I, I am not getting old of it. Like it's uh it's a whole different beast. I, when I land a big fish, I'm I'm the one just screaming and yelling. Like even in a tournament, I I don't care who's around me, I'm just like, yes, let's go. And people are just like, Hey, I'm gonna go fish next to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but no, I, I get super excited. I, I love I love fishing and, and the the size in Texas is just so much bigger than back home. Yeah, I'm a, I'm assuming. Um, what if your, what has been your favorite lure that you use here in Texas? Is it the one that wants you the tournament or there's something, are there any other lures that you specifically like that you wouldn't use back in Massachusetts? Yeah. So when I was back in Massachusetts, it was a total different bait selection. So when I came here, I struggled, like it took me a few weeks to even catch a, a small bass. Um, just because it's, it's so different up North, it's very clear. You can see the bottom everywhere you go. There's not really muddy water. Um, the biggest difference for me was black and blue. Never used mm. it back home. Never, ever used it. Um, and, uh, yeah, Texas, they love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a big deal here. The black and blue jig, the, what is it? Do you uh, mostly just jigs or pretty much in everything? Yeah, pretty much, uh, you know, it depends on, on the water. Like, I wouldn't use it at Travis, you know. Of course, Travis is very clear. But yeah. most of the lakes around here, black and blue, jigs, you know, chatterbaits, um, you know, especially that Z-Man, that new Z-Man chatterbait there. That, that's a killer. The jackhammer? Yeah, yeah. I won oh, big yeah. bass on that bait last year, and that thing's amazing. I, 
That's an episode that I recorded with Susie Roloff on Jackhammer because I know it's kind of polarizing because of its price point, which I get. It's, I mean, Bass Pro Shop, I think, has it for almost $20. You can get it at a local tackle shop cheaper. I don't know why Bass Pro Shop has it that expensive, but that's another subject. But I have it, the smallest bass that I've caught on the Jackhammer, and I keep track of it, it's been a 14-incher. Just one 14-incher. The rest, and I'm not kidding, has been... A few 17 inches, but for the most part, 19 and the biggest one, 22 and a quarter. In between, a bunch of 20 inches. I don't know what it is about the jackhammer specifically, but it's a big bass magnet. Uh, it's, it's, it's a game. It's a game changer, and everyone knows about it now. You know, at first, like people were just like, "Oh, I'm going to spend that type of money on a on a bait." Now you now you see me buying three or four every time I go oh, to the tackle shop. So definitely. <laughs> I'm I'm not a big um um Guggen Bates or or Crossbait uh fan, but I noticed that if you subscribe to their monthly subscriptions, I think it's like forty dollars, then you get the jackhammer for twelve dollars. I'm like, as much as I lose them, <laughs> it's probably worth. I'm sure I get my forty dollars back if I get it at that price point. So I'm yeah. starting that this year. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's that's a that's a good that's a good idea. You know, when you lose one of those, you, you can kind of get a little tear in your eye a little bit. So. Yeah. No. It's it's definitely, but not only because of its price point, but but because you know it catches you fish. Like it's like yeah, this has been working all day. Now I lose it. Yeah, so you actually yeah. have to buy two of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It's it's funny because like sometimes the tackle warehouse you know box comes in and. My girlfriend says, uh, you know, what did you buy? And I was like, oh, this is like, you know, $250 worth of, worth of tackle. And I pull out jackhammers. She's like, but there's not much here. I'm like, yeah, because they're jackhammers. <laughs> it's three jackhammers. That's $250. <laughs> I know, man. I know the feeling. It is, I don't know, man. It's a great bait. I'm not encouraging anybody to exceed their budget and get in trouble with the, with the wife or the yeah. girlfriend or significant other, but. If you can yeah. afford it, it's definitely worth it. There you go. Um, Steven, any other tournaments that other than the cats? Are you gonna fish every cats tournament? If you I mean, obviously nothing's written in stone, but is that the plan to fish all the cats tournament this year? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna fish a few KBF tournaments as they come in here to uh to to Texas and you know the the Holby BOS league when they come. Um, but I, I usually stick around Texas just because of work. Um, but yeah, I'll be, I'll be doing a lot this year. You know, I, my, my main goal this year is to make the classic. Um, again, I, I had one opportunity to go to the classic, but work got in the way. Um, so this year I'm, I'm pretty focused on uh, making that classic. You say the classic, you mean the Bassmasters? Uh, no, the classic for cats. For oh, cats. The classic. They, call it, they call it the classic. So, oh, okay. um, you can, you can win up to ten ten thousand yeah. dollars. So I'm, I'm pretty pretty focused on that. What about the TKC? Plan some fishing that one? Yeah, yeah, a few, um, definitely a few of them that, that are around. Um, I, I really wanted to fish this last one. It's just uh, with uh, family stuff, I couldn't make it. Yeah, no, family first. Uh, at the end of the day, it's just fishing. Yeah. Um, are you planning to fish the Bassmasters in Lake Fork this year? Yeah, I'm. I'm looking. Um, I'm right now. Yes, um, if things change with work and stuff, it, it might you know screw some things up. But yes, I am trying to go up there. I smell. Oh, good luck on each and every tournament that you compete. As long as you're not competing against me, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just going to be there to donate you money, honestly. <laughs> I'll pull out that jackhammer. Look up. <laughs> well, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us, man. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, Again, congratulations. Impressive win. Uh, look, looking forward to seeing you on the tournaments, whether it's whether we meet up at a tournament or um, just watching you on Tourney X, man, looking at yeah. what you're doing and, uh, you know, wishing you the best, rooting for you all the way. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. And thank you for having me on. I just want to say too, big, big shout out to Caden, the tournament director for Cats. Um, amazing guy. He's going to change. He's going to change Cats this year for the better. Um, and then, of course, our two big sponsors for – for uh, cats, uh, Yeti and Fat Tire uh, 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 beer um, for New Belgium. So appreciate appreciate all the support from those guys to keep cats going. Anybody else you want to thank? Family members? Any sponsors? Do you have any sponsors yourself? I don't have any sponsors. Uh, you know, of course, uh, the comp uh, our company does help me out a lot. Wasteplace.com. Um, and then, of course, you got you got to thank you got to thank the girlfriend because if I if yeah. I don't spend two hundred and fifty dollars on jackhammers, then we're in big trouble. <laughs> So, no, again, thank you. Thank you for having me on. And uh, hopefully one of these days we can meet up and, uh, you know, do some fishing. Yeah, definitely, man. It's been an honor again to have you on, man. And uh, we'll keep in touch. Sounds good. Take care, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, in Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle in Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, in Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle in Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.